This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade, where each week we discuss the construction landscape here in Central Ohio and occasionally a turkey or two. Gobble, gobble, gobble. It's that time of year. <laughs> this is Bryce Jacob from J.S. Brown and Company. I'm here with Greg Hansberry, my best friend. That's it. And we're even going to get closer after the today's episode, I feel. Well, we do every episode, well, I but know, this but is my favorite week of the year, and you know it. I know. So like, we can just get nice and cozy, talk about what we're thankful for. <laughs> is that what we're doing? I is it going to go back and forth? I don't about, know. No? Okay. I don't know if I, you know, I just want my old tradition back. <laughs> of just I'm having a radio, for a new of, tradition of a podcast. Cuddling okay. or whatever that was All you right. just suggested, getting warm and cozy. Uh, no, you know, I thought it would be a good thing to do, other than talk about our tradition. What's that? Is give some good seasonal preventative maintenance tips around the home. Everybody's always asking about them. What should I be doing? What are the things that we always see mm-hmm. in the spring that people didn't do that they should have done? Right. So we're going to get them, we're going to get them up to speed on that stuff today. That's great. Cause so, we've just started to do some of this at, at home and I, f- I feel like I'm still just time. running around with my head chopped off cause I've got so many oh, things to do. Oh, a turkey You like that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, like, I love how you fit that right in there. There's a lot of things running around with their heads cut off this time of year, sadly. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. And we're going to do two parts on this. Cool. Great. So I thought what we do is we talk this week about the things you can do on the inside of your house and then the other ones that you need to do on the outside of your house. Perfect. So, yeah. Unless you want to flip it around, I can do it either way. I'm no, ready to go. because actually I think one of the questions uh, that I had in, already to ask you is indoor. So All right. I, we'll, we'll, hit, we'll hit that, hit that right. first. So one is base the turkey. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, come sorry. on. This isn't a cooking episode. Mm. It Although, might go. <laughs> I, you know, I guess probably you could, you know, we've talked about the hood and range of your of your oven before, you know, That's make sure true. those are those vents are clean. Yeah. Yeah. Clean your oven. That's true. You should make sure it's big enough for the size of turkey you need for all those family members. Oof, man. Get a this double. Week, I'm, I'm going to be very distracted during the show because it's the final countdown or a few days away. And this is a, I'll, one thing I've learned from you. If you mm-hmm. want to host Thanksgiving next year, start talking about a remodel right, right now. now. Yeah, you're exactly right. If you want like, that you double You need to really loving. be thinking about it now because, believe it or not, the entire timeline takes roughly 10 months. Not to remodel your kitchen, but the design, the, all, all the stuff you have to do mm-hmm. that leads up to sure. building it, the permits, all the things you need to do to get ready, the cabinet orders, all the selections that need to be made. It's 10 months that flies by before mm-hmm. you're enjoying that new space. So you really need to be within the next two months, you know, in January, deciding whether or not you're going to be doing a kitchen remodel for your guests coming next year. Perfect. That's preventative maintenance of having uh, a kitchen not ready. <laughs> Nothing worse than hosting it and uh, not, not having, having it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Guess what? Bob That'll Evans, be, here yeah. we go. Yeah, it'll be like Christmas story. We're going out for Chinese goose. food, yeah, or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right, so I got a list of good things here. You have the list in front of you, and I figured what the best way to do that because I've always tried to stump you before, but mm-hmm. I can't. There's no stumping you. Well, I'm, I'm, I like having the list too. All Sometimes right. I just truth be told, throw darts blindly at things, hoping that I'm right. And you usually, I mean, you've done an amazing. Your track well, record you. is really. I've outstanding. got a, I've got a great teacher, Bryce. Oh, I'm thankful right. for my wow. teacher. All right, okay. All right, my, okay. All my oh, students. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even gotten an apple from you. 
Jeez. Uh, apple pie. Uh, all right. All right. So the very first thing, one of the things you can do. So this is indoors. These are things you can do to the products gotcha. that seal your indoors off from your outdoors, which are really important. And one of them is just getting weather stripping around windows and door frames. Check them. Because the things that come in the house and go out of the house all year long, mm-hmm. you know, the weather stripping gets snagged on it gets torn some of it gets removed i have that problem because we have a rug in our back room mm-hmm. and when you come in the little weather strip on the bottom of my door has hit against that rug and worn and worn and worn that it's torn it okay. and so there i can actually feel over the last few weeks i'm going gosh this is a project i have to get done and i'm running out of good days where i can take a door off so, and so you would have to take a door off the hinges to replace the weather stripping on the bottom um it's easier. Okay. I mean, it, it really is easier when you take the pins out of the hinge. You don't sure. need to go through unscrewing everything, but just take the pins out of the hinge that they come off easily, slide the door out, and then properly fasten it. Because I've done it in the past where I'm trying to slip it under there and apply mm, weather stripping, uh, yeah. and, it, and it catches on something, and it doesn't seal right. So it's always better to take the door off, put this, the weather stripping on. Do it properly. And put, yeah, because mm-hmm. you can get you can get two of the, three of the sides, really, pretty well without mm-hmm. taking it off mm-hmm. it's the bottom but the bottom is really pretty important sure <laughs> so getting that weather stripping around doors the door frames windows as well if you've got older windows you might need that if they don't seal properly so there's just those are all the big openings into your house uh okay what's another one what do we got here well uh so the next one is replace screens with storms yeah if you um, have older window packages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and i know on our back uh, porch or our back door uh, going out to, from the kitchen to the backyard it uh, they slide up and down, so that's pretty double hung window. For me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's a door, you know, a screen door. So, um, yep. but the way I can have it so I could have um, the glass panes on the bottom and, oh, then, and the screen, and the screen on the top, or vice versa. Yeah. So this the time of year I just slide it yep. up and boom. Yeah, that's one way to do it on kind of a storm door, mm-hmm. and then uh, in older homes where you have single pane windows, there generally are storm units that go in, you know, you see fewer and fewer of them as people have replaced the windows in their home, but you know, they, they generally don't make storm windows anymore with new window packages because they've got double and triple pane glass right. and they seal right. So you really, really don't need those. Um, but for, for me, I, I do have screens on the house. A lot of people have screens on the house and I find right. it's also a good time just to take the screens off the house. One of the things I do is I put wreaths on the house, so you mm-hmm. can't put them over the screen. I'll right. tear them up and everything. Uh, so I usually take my screens off. I try to clean them off in the fall, and um, and then put them and store them in the attic. Interesting. So yeah. you, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're not opening your windows, you don't need them in the winter months. True. I mean, a lot of people leave them on, but it's good to clean your screens every now and then. And just with all the ice and the rain and the snow, you know, the ice Less can weather. be heavy on screens. Mm-hmm. It can stretch sure. them, can ruin them. So you don't really need them uh, on the house uh, through the winter. So you can take take those off. Um, another thing to do just with windows, if you've got wood windows, uh, just examine them. You know, we do a lot of just inspecting. So a lot of preventative maintenance is just looking at things to see the condition that they're in and then knowing how to react. And windows is one of those things. Mm-hmm. If you have wood windows, um, wood certainly um, takes the brunt of weather worse off than than vinyl steel or you know fiberglass windows so you're checking for splits in the wood any expanding or gapping or anything you might see rot you mm-hmm. know wood wood can rot if water's been sitting there or insects have found a way in um, and then birds find their way to the insects sure. so you know they, they can deteriorate over time so there's a lot of things to look for for signs of decay or rot and get them repaired before the winter's yeah, here and just the latches and things i know we 
we, we don't we forget to open uh, some of the windows or they're kind of in a weird spot in our kitchen where we don't get to them that often. Mm-hmm. And the one time a year I try to open them, it's like, I'm worried I'm going to break them, <laughs> you know? So put a little WD-40 on there and, and yeah. loosen it up. Yeah, well, you know, paint is not a good right. uh, sealer. Um, it is a good sealer, actually, but it's not what you should use on windows to right. seal them. You know, I was down at a house in Bexley uh, just recently, and I was looking at their windows, and they were all in really, painted really over. poor condition. But they'd painted over the window, uh, not the glass, but, you know, the the frame, and they painted it to the jam. They don't operate at all, sure. so you can't open those windows they probably haven't been able to open them for 20 plus years. So yeah, that's make sure you put another coat of paint on <laughs> if you want your window to seal, I guess. So, all right, what, what else should we do? Well, I see the next thing on your list is check for drafts. And I've heard, you know, there are companies that'll come out and yeah. do an audit. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, a DIY kind of trick that you have that, that we could do um, without lighting a, 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 you know, smoke bomb in your house? You know, um, drafts, you kind of can, you can kind of feel, but sometimes you can take a match mm-hmm. um, and, and light a match and just kind of hold it in the area where you think a draft is. And if you see the flame flicker a lot, there's, a draft. there's air movement there. Um, that's one one way to do it. Just keep an eye on the match or you can use those little lighters mm-hmm. um, and just kind of put that by an area where you think there's there's a draft. Be careful not to touch the wood or something flammable. <laughs> don't burn the house don't down. Don't burn your house down and then say, well, on above grade, I learned how to burn my house down. Um, so yeah, the, the, there are different ways to, to check that. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, one of my hobbies is I like to brew beer mm-hmm. and I have a temperature gauge that's just a laser so I can shoot it into the pot and see what my temperature is. Well, okay. I got the clever idea of shooting it around my house and seeing where the cold spots are on the home and it works. And so I'll point it into the, my window and if you, you hit the, the window or the door itself, it'll register a temperature and you hit the wall and you can see the temperature is very different, you know, mm-hmm. warmer. If you aim at the heat duct, mm-hmm. you'll see it's dramatically higher. And so it's one of the ways to see where there are colder spots where you mm-hmm. might be missing insulation, uh, where if there is something you can do about that. I mean, normally when there's siding and drywall in the house, you're kind of, you know, you, mm-hmm. not, not a lot you can do without opening the drywall sure. to put insulation in there. But you can have an understanding how the home is performing. So, and then you can go brew some beer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Two nothing worse. Time. Nothing worse than uh, spoiling your your batch of beer you've been brewing for so long. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that. No way. So a lot of it is just check windows and doors because those all those openings are are a really big deal. So and then and then we're going to look at look at a few other things here. So what what should we look at then? Well, and I know we've already uh, it hasn't been that cold yet, but we've turned on the heat already at our oh, house. Yeah. We're, we we're, have to. we're wimps. There's no shame in that. But you know, I, the heat hasn't been on for. 10 months, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure we, it's probably a good time to get somebody to come out and check out the, the HVAC system and see everything's is working right, your pilot lights on, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you have a gas furnace, it's always good to see, you know, that things are working right. Make sure there's no carbon monoxide um, issues with that. Right. A lot of people have boilers too. And so boilers, uh, if you have a boiler, boilers are generally uh, found in much older homes where you have the, the radiant heat type uh the you know the steam heat or radiant heat coming through the house so you got a boiler that is gas run and uh they're monsters too and they're very inefficient except for newer ones if you've got a newer one that's replaced an old one it might be efficient but you know they you want to make sure that they're running properly for maximum efficiency 
So yeah, filters are always a good thing to to change. You know, when the when you what is it, spring forward and fall back, which right. we did not too long ago here. Uh, that's always a good time to say, hey, change the filters. At least you're doing it twice a year, you know, every six months. And if you're in a home that hasn't had remodeling done to it or you don't have an active home from your cutting wood or doing a whole bunch of work on the inside of the house, usually every six months, if you've got a really good filter, every six months, you know, is is adequate. But if you've got more, you keep the windows open more, mm-hmm. you might have more pollen in the house, you might introduce other things that are getting, you know, trapped in the filter you might want to change it more often, but that's usually a good time to do it as, as daylight savings times. Well, that's interesting you say that because I have this filter that's a unique unique size. I can't seem to find it just at the box stores. So mm-hmm. this it's a two-parter, Bryce. Uh, mm-hmm. One, where would I go um, locally in Columbus or anywhere, I guess, probably online, for, to find a unique uh, size filter? And two... You know, I, I, it's they're not cheap. These this big one that I, mm-hmm. I specifically have, and it says year good for you know good for a year. Is it really good for a year? Should I uh, still try to replace it every six months? Well, you you should look at the filter when you take it out mm-hmm. and see, and you can gauge that way too. You know, every house is a little How different age of the home, all those things. So that whole good for a year is is possible. It's kind of like five thousand miles between oil changes. Right. Well, if there's other stuff that's not managed in the in the car. You know, it doesn't have that that good a performance. So look at what's happening inside your home or look at the filter when you pull it out. And if you say, and you know, when you're putting the new one in and you have it side by side, you can go, wow, that's really mm-hmm. gray or you know, dark, dark black or it's really full of stuff. Maybe I should change this more often. Or you might look at it and just go, okay, yeah, that's I'll, just, right. I'll do it every year. And that's what it's going to look like. Because, sure. I mean, there, you, you can see some of these filters in homes that haven't been changed since someone moved into the right, home. Right, you know, right. I mean, they're just it's like cats stuck inside of it. <laughs> it looks like it. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It looks looks like a, a nest of some sort. So, yeah, we, we I see a lot of that actually in homes when people do change their filters because we usually recommend it after a remodel uh, to, sure. to change well, the yeah, filter before the and after drywall and dust and everything. Moving yeah, you got all kinds of garbage going. And, and then, on. what about like specific unique sizes? Or am I just not? no? I tell you what, you can do. I mean, I'm probably going to make someone mad who's listening that has the supply in their warehouse here. But come on the show and talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. There's your invite, brother. Um, is go on Amazon. I mean, I I did that with mine because mm-hmm. I have a unique shape that I can't just go into every store sure. and pick up. Right. Um, and so I typed it in and it's, it's on Amazon. I mean, I can yeah. buy, I can decide, do I want one, two, or three, five, yeah. Yeah. 50. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, that's how I just buy my filters now. Fair enough. Cause they're the same one I have, you know, that I, you know what I, you want, yeah, you know, I, it works. I know exactly what I want. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, no, that's, I, like I said, I haven't done that yet. Hoping that there might be a, a little mom and pop HVAC place around town, but. I, you know, uh, you go into the, the box stores or even just the little Ace Hardwares and they don't have this particular size. Yeah, they're going to have more of the mainstream stuff. And if you have a unique size filter or you're looking for a certain Merv rating, which is the type of the, the filter rating for oh, how much you pull out of the air. Because there's, there's different ratings for um, what particles you're trying to pull out of the air. Okay. And so the it, obviously there's going to be a cost associated sure, with it too. Sure. So. They're they're more expensive. The more you're trying to capture out of the mm-hmm. air, the more expensive it is, and mainly more frequently, you probably are going to have to to change it. So you get what you pay for in a filter, believe it or not. Yeah. And if you have allergies or you have other issues going on, you definitely want a filter that's capturing and you know catch, capturing a lot of um, not more than just dust. Mer- so what do you call it? the Merv rating is. 
high or does it give you like the level of yeah the, the higher they, the MER rating yeah. uh, you're you're gonna have a uh, a more compact filter interesting yeah. and then I guess on the same thought if it's a th- does that necessarily make it harder to push the air through would it be would it be uh, would it take a h- harder toll on my it's unit? really doesn't it doesn't take a harder toll on your on your unit because it's not it, the air still should move very freely okay. through it so it's not it's like a matter it's of just capturing the yeah. stuff so. Okay. As it captures it and blocks the filter, because mm-hmm. that can happen more rapidly than the ones where air just flies right through. It might put more stress on the you system. Might, you, yeah, over time. So you might have to change a little bit more frequently. Um, but once you regulate the air in your house, they last a while. I mean, sure. mine, mine lasts six months. Sure. I remember growing up, I had... Uh, you never grew up. <laughs> well, I know. When, when I was a kid, <laughs> but that was always my uh, my job. My dad would have me change the furnace filter and uh, refill the salt in the, <laughs> in the, the water in softener. The water softener. <laughs> Lucky. Yeah. I had to sweep the driveway. I, my gosh, I had a list as well, long as I my left leg stuff, every Saturday. I just remember mm-hmm. my, uh, my introduction into uh, owning a home. So you know what I love this time of year? I love a fire. Oh, yeah. Man, I, I, I wood-burning fireplace, and I love a fire. But one of the things that has to happen that you should do is have your chimney inspected. And we did. Remember a couple weeks ago uh, on one of the episodes, I told you we did. Yep. And and I was inspired yeah. by our uh, conversation with uh, with our, our, our masonry. Our masonry buddy, yeah, with Mike. Mike. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm glad he did. He, you know, and he, because uh, he, it had been three years, and he says, oh, yeah, you're due, man. And a tip that he gave me, uh, and maybe this is common knowledge, but news to me, the uh, when you burn damp wood, or wet wood, if it's outside, or mm-hmm. if it's not quite dried through, if you cut down a tree, that um, the the kerosene builds up a lot quicker in your chimney. So you always want to make sure yeah. you use nice, good dry wood. Yep. I don't know, news that's to a me. Good, huh? that's, a, that's a good tip, which could lead to... Our tip of the week? Our tip of the week. It's a little that. early, but let's do it. Let's do it. I think we should. It's time for the tip of the week. Isn't it funny that preventative maintenance requires maintenance? A good home maintenance schedule can help you prevent major unexpected expenses that can set you back financially when you're least prepared. Making a list and checking it twice can put you in charge of the performance of your most valuable asset, your home. Now let's get back to our guest, who also happens to be Greg and I. So yeah, you know, uh, we talk about preventative maintenance and uh, preventative maintenance is one of those things that really, really stops those big expenses from happening. You know, when something breaks down or your heater goes out because you didn't change your filters and it happens, uh, you know, the, it, whenever I talk to our HVAC guy in particular, he says, it's always the coldest day of the winter, or the hottest day mm-hmm. of summer. And everybody calls yeah, and they've got to have their unit fixed because they've been cranking the heat up or mm-hmm. cranking the air up or whatever it is. And they just overexert their system and in large part because they just haven't properly maintained it or they didn't clean their ducts or they didn't clean their filters or they didn't check something that should have been managed uh, and it breaks. Boilers, that case in point, if you you don't have your pipes inspected, you don't have the lines, the pressures, all those things inspected. And, you know, some people just say, I don't want to call someone. It's inconvenient. I got to meet them here. I got to pay them a hundred bucks. They're going to come out and do this just to tell me it's fine. Well, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want them to come out and say that it's It's like fine. going to the dentist. You want them to tell you you don't have any cavities. <laughs> That's correct. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I'll go back in four years. Yeah, <laughs> That's right, I can right. have them tell you. You're exactly right. I mean, you, you do those preventative things so uh, you don't have the big unexpected uh, expenses. Because if you don't do those things, then you're going to have the expected expenses coming up that are usually much greater. So always have these things checked out. That's why we do this darn show, for Pete's sakes. 
So changing your filters, big thing, have your chimney looked at. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I still need to do. I mean, I've been putting it off. I don't know why. You know, I had all those birds. You hear me talking about the swifts that were up there oh, making yeah, a family yeah. flying around in my house. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You had that's to catch fun. one. You know, I, yeah. I heard it. I, I, you had to catch one. I know. It went viral on YouTube, uh, catching a swift. So, uh, yeah, the um, uh, taking care of your house is really critical. And the other thing is the humidifier. You know, you ever uh, shuffle around on carpet? You have carpet in your house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shuffle around, you touch things, and it's like, yeah. you, know, you yeah. get shocked. Zzz. That's because it's dry in right, the house. Right, right. So if you have a humidifier, um, and that's usually, you know, usually you want to have a humidifier. I run dehumidifier in the summer mm-hmm. because of all the moisture we have around our home. And uh, in the summer, I want to reverse it, you know, and pump a little bit of moisture in the air. Now we have a boiler, so we naturally have a little bit of moisture in the air because of the boiler. Okay. Um, but this is the time to have your, your humidifier cleaned. Um, have the filters in it checked, uh, but just have that that humidifier um, taken care of so you're ready to go. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have a humidifier. We definitely run the dehumidifier down there. It gets pretty damp in the basement. Yeah. You want to get it out of there. Yep. Drain it. Um, the other things. Yeah. And boilers. Yeah. I mean, you, you say yeah. you have your boilers inspected and bleed the lines. And, and you, I again, you just mentioned you had a boiler. Is that mm-hmm. something... Um, Again, you want to hire a professional to take care of all this, or is that something that uh, a savvy DIY guy can take care of? Or so can? the inspection on the boiler should be done by someone who knows what they're looking at. The bleeding of the lines is something that's pretty easy mm-hmm. uh, in most, and, and I do it every year on my own uh, because it's been sitting there not pumping water through the lines. So the water settles, drains a little bit, and then there's air that collects. And so th- this tip and just bleeding the lines is get the air out and have the water pressure solid. Okay. And then it will run through all the coils and heat the way that it's supposed to. And that's pretty easy to do. I always take a rag, you know, a dry rag, mm-hmm. and I put it underneath the valve, the bleed valve, and there's just a little knob. And you hear, and then once water starts squirting out, you turn yeah, it off. You're done, yeah. And, uh, and then that means the water pressure is, and you do that with each one of the radiators. You just bleed the bleed the air out. At least that's how mine, mine works. I've mm-hmm. done it every year. And it actually smells a little bit like gas. And my wife was worried that sure. it was gas. Yeah. And I said, no, it's, it's not, it's not gas. It's actually just the inside of the black pipe right. and the yeah. water that's been sitting there picks up a little bit of a, you know, a gas smell because it actually will drain out of the system over time. So it's just some of that, that gas that's built up in there. That's not, you know, ignitable. Mm-hmm. It's nothing right. too oh, terrible yeah. to worry about. But smoke detector, same thing. Yep, and that that bothers me too. Again, we talked about having um, fires, you know, you know, in your fireplace. You know, it's yeah, it's always just <laughs> something kind of in the back of my head with the kids and 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 what have you. So yeah, yeah, the fireplace and the carbon monoxide uh, in one is, is what we have, and I know we've talked about that before. Uh, but yeah, that's that's huge. I guess any time of the year. But what do they say? Like check it on your birthday, or what? What do they say to check the batteries in your? Uh, inner smoke alarm isn't there a day they well do that? they it's, it's kind of like the daylight savings it's time okay, are okay. the recommendations are filled a little maintenance yeah yeah, you know? yeah 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 especially the one where you get extra sleep because then you're just like yeah hey, i got an hour to do something you know right right you extra. woke up and yeah <laughs> it's only six o'clock <laughs> wow cool what will i do change your filters change your batteries you know all that all that good stuff so yeah you know the, uh, carbon monoxide is that silent killer we talked mm-hmm. about on this, this show uh many many times and you if you've got that going all year round anything can happen mm-hmm Hey, you got a gas cooktop. You got if you have gas in the house, you know carbon monoxide is present. Mm-hmm. And uh, having carbon monoxide detectors 
hardwired into your smokes is really important. But checking the batteries, you know, a lot of people don't have hardwired smoke detectors. Mm-hmm. And so it's you're, it's all the discipline of changing a battery and having them first. I mean, one, you got to get them. And then two, you got to keep them uh, fed with battery juice. And, and then they'll take good care of you. But you can get them at the fire department. I mean, you go down to the fire department, they'll give you smoke detectors if you don't have them. Oh, wow. And if you don't have them and you're listening to this right now, go get them. You know, it's a, your your family safety, your safety. Absolutely. You know, yes, when the battery starts to die, they chirp at you. But you know what? It's Wouldn't better. You that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, then. the the trade off when you start to consider it, and there are so many house fires uh, this time of year. As it gets colder, house fires become very abundant because people still use kerosene heaters or they use space heaters mm-hmm. and they put them up next to curtains or mm-hmm. against blankets. Some, get they get knocked over. Yeah, yeah blankets oh, get piled up over them. And, uh, and it starts a fire or there's electrical issues in the home. And so, you know, cause you've got moisture coming into homes, there's ice damming. And if it touches wires that are exposed, you can have a fire mm-hmm. cause there's wiring and heaters are generally the two things that really trigger a lot of the, the home fires this time of year because mm-hmm. you're trying to heat your house and that'll heat your house. Sure. Yeah. A fire will, but you know, uh, it'll also leave you homeless. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you want to make sure you, you're, you're alerted of a fire if you have one, heaven forbid. All right, here's the test. Yes. Reverse your fans in your room. Now you're just talking about ceiling fans. So yes. which way is, is uh, winter and which way is summer? <laughs> uh, do they reverse, do they go counterclockwise or clockwise? Oh gosh, you know. Because um, I, I, I have no idea. Even when I push the button, I have to double check it. Well, you're stumping me on this one. Um, I don't Google it real quick. I'll go on to the next right, thing. Okay. You figure that out because I'm going to talk <laughs> about it. Because I really don't know. But yeah, I know you know, there's I don't a, there's a, there's a, a winter-summer f- switch on most fans. I'm trying to think what mine is doing right now because I, I do switch mine. Um, and mine is going, mine's going clockwise right now, and that's been through the summer. Um, all right. All in right. the winter, this is just a quick Google yeah. here. Uh, ceiling fans should rotate clockwise at a low speed to pull up to pull the cool air up, and the and gentle updraft uh, pushes warm air, which naturally uh, rises to the ceiling along with the walls and back floor. So, so you want them uh, in the winter to rotate clockwise at huh. a low speed. Well, I might be flipping mine the wrong way because I think mine's going clockwise. I'll well, check then, that when I get home. You know, then you don't have to change it. For the- <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, no wonder it's so hot this yeah, summer. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it just couldn't cool down. Huh. No wonder I haven't been able to sleep for 10 years. Yep. You're, you've got it backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you, and I, like, I, just, I just Googled it, but there's a little diagram if uh, you guys don't believe me. If I don't understand what clockwise mm-hmm. is because right, everyone right. uses digital. Yeah, digital clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. you got to have a diagram That's for right. that one now. That's true. Very true. So reverse your fan. If you've been comfortable, then reverse it. You'll stay comfortable. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no wonder I've been uncomfortable. Ten years. Hmm. <laughs> oh, well. I'm not even going to comment about what the wife would say about it. <laughs> you've oh, been goodness. uncomfortable. How about me? Yeah, that's, that's true. my wife. She's always, One she's up hot. And yeah. I'm cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cold. She's hot. That's true. Well, I'm no, my wife is layered up and you know, 50 layers of pajamas, uh, year round. So, you know, <laughs> right. she's, she's got, she's got the layers on, that's for sure. And I'm, I'm just, I'm hot always. I'm just always hot at night, you know, no matter what. Okay. So yeah. crazy. You know, has nothing to do with my fan probably. <laughs> it's just a problem I have. Chemical imbalance. Well, and my, my room is the furthest from, from the unit. So I just, it's cold in the winter and hot in the, in the summer and I'm just used to it. 
Yep. I just peel the layers. I bet you're right. Uh, another one here that you should do if you haven't done this. Most people don't do this. Uh, you probably haven't done this. No. Flush your water heater. Mm-mm. Yeah. So turn it off. If it's gas or electric, turn it off. Okay. And let the water cool down in it so you don't have that scalding hot sure. water when you flush it. Usually there's a, a little hose spigot on the outside, right, a little, yeah. little uh, hose bib on the outside. Mm-hmm. Tie a little knot, a hose to it, run it to a drain in the floor. Sure. And then open the little line and let the water pour out. There's sediment that sets up in there as the inside ages. So a lot of people look at water heaters from the outside and they go, yeah, the thing looks brand new. What's happening on the Mm. inside from all the heat and the turnover of the water on the inside, they corrode out and then they drop sediment. And that sediment, if it collects down at the bottom, can really alter the performance of them. So it's good to drain it, let some of the sediment go out, and, uh, and then turn it off, let it refill. And uh, and then turn your pilot light back on, and you're off to the races. Just don't do it right before shower time. No, Everybody's that's right. Trying to get ready to go to school, and yeah, if you do it after everybody takes their shower, you probably won't have any hot water in the tank anyway. That's so a good point. There you go. But that's one of the things you should do if you haven't done it, yeah, and if no, you're uncomfortable doing it. it. And you can you know, do that really any time of the year, but why not you can just do it add anytime. it to your list yeah. of, of of winterizing? Yeah, you know, it's a good thing um, this time of year because everyone wants that really hot shower. So they're mm-hmm. using their mm-hmm. hot water yep. at a different level, it seems. Just can't get warm enough. I hear you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Examine duct work for gaps and uh, seals. That yeah. makes sense. You know, you don't want any, you don't want your hot air leaking out in the basement. It's like the whole old, you know, shut the shut the door, I'm not heating the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't want to heat the basement. Shut the duct work. Right. Trying to heat the house. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> No, that makes sense. And I mean, I, I imagine that's something you could easily fix yourself just with some duct tape. I mean, I know they have, you have it. Some, yeah. some heavier duty stuff than just the duct tape brand. But uh, yeah, it's amazing how much more inefficient your um, your home becomes if there's if there's a leak. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about a, a balloon, mm-hmm. you know, and a balloon has a leak, and it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't hold. No, nope. um, or a hose. You know. You, if you've ever drank out of a, a straw, straw that has a split <laughs> a in, crack it, in it, you, yeah, yeah. you, know, oh, you can't the get the water or whatever you're drinking out of it up with a hose. The, your system does the exact same thing. That water, the, that air is trying to push, and it's basically in a, should be in a, an enclosed chase, and the pressure from the air, if it's not going anywhere else, should push right out all the outlets that you have, mm-hmm. all the registers that you have. And if you've got those little areas opening, they'll air whistles through this. So if you hear whistling or anything mm. like that, you know, it's hard if it's in the wall where it's separated, uh, it should be connected pretty well. But in basements where you're carrying heavy things, you bang into your duct work mm. and um, things are rattling around, you know, up an attic, same thing. Um, I, I need to do that in my attic. My daughter's room is really cold. And I went up there last year at, in the middle of winter because her room was just cold. And I was like, what is going on? Well, her line had disconnected. And the heat was just blowing into the attic. Oh, wow. Uh, and I was, you know, the cold air was just in the line dropping into her room, basically, from the attic. So the heat was going into the attic. The cold air was dropping into her room. And, uh, you know, I had to reconnect the thing. And it was, you know, I don't understand why it fell apart. You know, just it just disconnected at a joint. <laughs> but it, one, one trip crawling up into the attic later. Yeah. You're, uh, you got to figure it out. found it all out. So I'll probably check it again before, you know, the heart of winter gets here because it was a cold day for me up in the attic and, uh, you know, check the rest of the joints there to make sure something like that doesn't happen. But that's something good for everybody to do. 
So those are good Man. indoor tips. Yeah, you got me busy for the, for this holiday weekend. Good thing I've got Friday off. You know, all of it though, Greg, is pretty easy stuff. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's inspecting. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're going to find all of these problems. And if you have, you haven't. It's because you haven't taken care of it for a long time. Preventative sure. maintenance is just staying on top of it. Mm-hmm. So when you go, you check it, and you go, nah. I, I'm good. Everything checks out. You yep. move on. Look at the next thing. Say, eh, I'm going to put a little caulk around that. Right. Or, yep. All these lines look good. I duct taped it last year and it's held together. <laughs> you move on. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and, uh, but you check it, you know, that, and that's the key thing is if you, if you've got a routine of checking all of these things, you've got a good list put together. It doesn't mean that you like, Oh, I got to do all these things. No, you it probably really shouldn't have much to do. Maybe you take your screens out like I do, but there's, not right. doing anything or taking them out and putting them in the attic. You know, that's in the spring, I'll put them back. Well, so, yeah, I like deal. this because, um, um, again, this is going on our third winter in our home. So this is, I feel like, the winter where something's going to not, I mean, not knock on wood, I hope to God not, but, you know, like <laughs> this will be the winter that that thing that I haven't kept up on is, yeah. is going to gonna catch up to me. So, yeah. but if I keep, if I catch it before it's cold and I need a, an emergency visit, we'll be all right. All right, and then uh, next week we'll be able to talk about Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and all our yummy mm-hmm. food. If we make it in here, I might still be in a food coma by then. <laughs> it's possible. Or maybe a, a, a blizzard up in Toledo. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I ne- never know what the weather's on. I've gone up there so many times where there's supposed to be snow, there's not supposed to be snow. I've driven up there in like a blizzard. I don't care. I just love going up there. It's fun. It's part of the yeah. it's part of the journey, right? It is. That's why you yeah. go to grandma's. Very, over, very over excited about it. It's just nice to spend time with my family, just kind of one on one, and then the kids and wife come up a few days later, and yep. it's delightful. I'll I'll continue to do it as long as I can. Sounds good. So, and uh, I wish you a great week. The Thank rest you. of your week, I Thank know you. it's, you've got a lot of good things going yeah, on. Too. I'm heading over to Indianapolis. Same thing to visit mom and dad. Be careful on your drive. Thank you. I Have will. a good time. I will. Thank you. And I would say don't eat too much, but that would just That's be wrong. The whole point bad advice. It. Yeah, it's the wrong holiday to give that advice to, right? <laughs> there goes the diet. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. Safe uh, travels to all of you who are heading out there. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. We're thankful to you for listening to Above Grade each and every week, and I hope you continue to do that. Make sure you download us anywhere that you download uh, your, your um, shit. <laughs> download us anywhere you have your apps, and if you don't have this app set as one of your favorites, go ahead and do that. And then make sure you rate and review us. Let us know how we're doing. Love to hear from you. And uh, you can also just reach out to us. Uh, send me an email if you want to chat. Something on your mind, go to abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com. And I'll be happy to talk with you off air. Yeah, uh, let, let us know where we can find those weird sized filters that we need. Yeah, yeah. If someone out there has the answer, let us know. I'm or, sorry, uh, I don't have the, the, if the you've got a, sizes off the top of my head, but <laughs> it's big. I feel like it's like a three inch. Yeah, it's a good one. You, you got a good filter. Uh, th- those big, big the ones, big, thick they're ones not are cheap, are they? No, that's yeah. they're expensive. Yeah. I don't remember well, what I spent because I remember. Well, the, you look healthy. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, it's time for us to get on the road here. I'm I'm ready to get out of here and head up to Toledo. I'm going to do that right after we get off the air here and spend the week up there. You all have a great time. This is Bryce Jacob with J.S. Brown and Company wishing you a great week to eat turkey in. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.